This is Michael Ventura, Long Distance Call. Is ours the forbidden planet? As I speak, we do not know whether a sane or a crazy individual will sleep beside a red phone in the east wing of the White House the night of January 20th, 2021. Perhaps we'll know by the time you hear me. But we do know this. 68 million of our fellow sharers in this USA don't care about climate change, don't care if you have health care, don't care if their leader lies, don't care if their leaders order children forcibly separated from parents and put those kids in cages. 68 million don't care, and they don't care about 9 million plus USA COVID cases and more than 1,000 deaths yesterday and on track for another 1,000 today, pushing toward a quarter million by Thanksgiving. The man they're voting for doesn't care and doesn't care that he doesn't care, and neither do his people. 68 million of our fellow sharers in this USA are not swayed by such concerns. They want, they actively want, Donald J. Trump's politics of cruelty. And they are still going to be here January 20, January 21, all 2021, 2022, 2020, anything. Our fellow sharers, no way around it. They are with us, and we are with them, right here in the USA. Chuck Berry warned us, and he was a savvy soul. His was a face that had seen hard things. So we know now all he means by anything you want, we got it right here in the USA. 68 million, and they ain't going away. And a lot of them. Certainly the lot whom Jasmine and I know pretty well are really lovely people. Good friends. What does one do with that? America, thy name is paradox. So you may well wonder why I'm about to invoke a movie from 1956. I promise there's good reason. The picture was called Forbidden Planet. The MGM studio went all out to do it right. A $1.9 million budget, which was very high in those days. Groundbreaking special effects without the use of computers. And they hold up pretty well. The first electronic movie music score. And that 1950s brilliant movie color where everything gleams more than you ever saw in daily life. Forbidden Planet, 1956, a decade before Star Trek, more than a decade before 2001 Space Odyssey, and 21 years before Star Wars. There in 1956, we saw Forbidden Planet's light-speed intergalactic craft swirl through what used to be called the heavens to a planet called Altair IV. The crew of about a dozen is all-male, an all-human, captained by the actor Leslie Nielsen. But just because the crew is all-male doesn't mean it's all-men. 
The script requires that these actors behave like testosterone befuddled adolescent boys, and they're not very bright boys. But the picture doesn't have to save its insults for just one gender. On the planet Altair 4, the only female is Anne Francis, 25 or 26 at the time, already a 20-year veteran of show business, who cannot wipe her savvy intelligence off her pretty face as she plays an innocent who has never before seen a youngish man or any man except her mad scientist father, played by Walter Pigeon, who was a holdover from a 19th century acting style. His every utterance resonates as though he's reciting the Bible in an empty theater. Lastly, there's a nifty robot whose accessories predate 3D printing by more than half a century. Forbidden Planet is significant to me at this time during this selection because it's about something. It's about something that we're going through right now, right here in the USA. Dr. Mobius, played by the Bible-voiced actor, Dr. Mobius has achieved genius-level intelligence by means of a device engineered by the Krell. The Krell were a sentient species that disappeared two million years ago, but left underground caverns filled with technologies still operational, and Dr. Mobius is learning their secret. The Krell had developed to the point at which their devices responded to their minds. Their psyches automatically operated all that served the fuss of life, so that without fuss, the Krell could pursue intellectual realms beyond our imaginations. But there was just one thing the Krell failed to take into account. Their entire psyches could access this technology automatically, always their entire psyches, including what psychologists have called the id, the id, the far depths of your unconscious mind, the roots of your dark urges, the hunger of your hungers, the darkness of your darkness, and the krell, that mighty race, exterminated one another as soon as that device went operational exterminated one another through what Dr. Mobius calls monsters from the id. Their suppressed fears, loathings, lusts, horrors, hungers, rose from their psyches, embodied by their devices, and slew them all, leaving nothing behind but machines. At which point we leave that forbidden planet and consider... Fantasy knows no limits. For half our USA voting population, cruelty is not cruelty. Incompetence is not incompetence. Racism is not racism. Hatred is not hatred. Autocracy is not autocracy. Law is not law. And the people who every day drop dead all around them simply do not figure in their fantasy of Trump, simply are not a factor in their judgment of public life to the extent that they will gather shoulder to shoulder, unmasked in their thousands to view the Donald, so precious is he in their eyes. And here is where we land upon the forbidden planet. Reality 
has limits. Unreality has none. Fantasy has no limits. Trump is a monster from the id that you can vote for. Trump is the embodiment of the unadmitted inner life of a lot of lovely people, which makes you want to run screening from the excuse me, which makes you want to run screaming from the room to where? Outside that door, you're right here in the USA. In your rooms, you're right here in the USA. And you got monsters from the id yourself. As for me, I wouldn't live anywhere else. We're not the greatest in the world, never were. As nations go, there's no such thing. We're just the most interesting. As a country, we're interesting, the way Trump is interesting, and we fascinate and enthrall. Even people who hate us, hate us but love our stuff. Though for a long time now among nations, we do take the cake as the most dangerous. You may remember a few weeks back, speaking of our connective devices, our constant screens, and all that appears on them, I said that we'd engineered ourselves into a technologically hallucinogenic world, a world that behaves with the surreality, unreality, simultaneity, sexuality, vision, danger, fantasy of dreams. The qualities of dreaming are the qualities of our daily lives now. So if it sometimes feels like it's a very bad dream out there, that's because it's a very bad dream out there. What we face, what we're having to face, is raw psyche, electronically magnified and multiplied, monsters from the id. So what does that look like in real time? It looks like this election in this here USA. A figure, an icon, who's also a person, this Donald Trump, he can't be understood politically or from the point of view of logic or even the point of view of power. He has to be understood as a kind of waking dream, a monster from the id sent forth from, as we see now, tens of millions whose pent up furies and anxieties and desires and fears and needs alight upon this sadly deficient, morally deformed, an obviously unhappy man. I wonder at his loneliness. I do. While to his voters, so white, so unprotected from change, the 21st century is the greatest id monster of all, for it threatens to run right over them. And in this, they may not be wrong. This is the view from my spaceship. The world gets more dangerous by the day. Don't expect that to change anytime soon, no matter who sleeps in the East Wing. To me, despair is pointless while I have breath. My fear is manageable, and self-pity is forbidden. The task before me and before you is so difficult and simple to hold the line where I am and extend it where I can with as much integrity and generosity of spirit as I may manage to find in myself. That is up to no one but me, as the same is up to no one but you. Nobody can give us that, and nobody 
and take it away. This is Michael Ventura, and this is the season finale, the finale of the first season of Long Distance Call. Thank you for listening. Good luck out there.